Welcome to the Art of Slowing Down to Quantum Leap podcast that I created especially for conscious introvert entrepreneurs. And if you desire to grow and quantum scale without the hustle and are ready to discover the missing pieces to effortlessly running a solar line business, then this is for you. And I'm your host, Annalena Fuchs, a human design and energetic alignment coach. And my mission with this podcast is to provide you with a shortcut to your most aligned path to success and financial freedom using a powerful combination of human design, science, and spirituality. And I myself have shifted from working nine to five to now enjoying the freedom of creating things on my own terms. And I want to help you do the same. everybody it's Annalena I am back for another episode of the art of slowing down podcast and I am actually back with a guest that was on here before which I'm so delighted that you are here which is Gemma Bernard and I'm gonna introduce you quickly and then we're gonna dive into the conversation so Gemma is a psychic business mentor and energetic expert with over 15 years of entrepreneurial experience and she helps women build their empires and create body-led success. And after scaling her business to multiple six figures in less than two years, Gemma chose to take an intentional pause at the end of mm -hmm. 2020 and understand why, despite reaching such beautiful levels of financial success, she was actually deeply unfulfilled and exhausted. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I'm just thinking about my core wound, the 40, it's exhaustion. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah we, we're going to get into the conversation. So this yeah, yeah. is on a journey to work with healing her nervous system, embodying her human design and switching on her unique subconscious success programs. So she could build a business that was simple, sustainable, and deeply satisfying and the generator type yes. loves just this satisfying <laughs> because we wanted to be you know what my, my who taught me this my daughter she's a manager and yes. she loves to work with slime right and oh she, yes oh, it's so satisfying it's so oh my i love it yes can you my daughter is a generator who also loves slime and uses the exact word she says the same thing too. She's like, mommy, isn't it just so satisfying? And she's there playing around and stretching this slime. And I'm like, for me, no, darling. But yes, I get that. Yeah. It's, like, it's, it's so interesting how they use that word, isn't yeah. it? Like, it, only nine. my daughter's nine. It's like this, you know, how mm -hmm. does she know this word satisfying? But yep, she feels it. She feels it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing, um, she's a four, six profile. So she's in her three line a lot, right? She honestly says all the time, I just wanted to experiment all the time. And I know you're because you're three five, you will appreciate it. I'm that. a three five and my daughter's a three five too. Yeah. My daughter's a three five. I'm a three five. My stepdaughter's a three five. We have three three fives in our home. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I get it. So that was a beautiful start, especially for all of the listeners that love human design like we do. Mm-hmm. And I know we, we cannot out about this, right? And the jinkies. But when I introduce kind of the topic that we want to talk about today, which is 
body led success. So I would love mm -hmm. for you to whatever you feel called, if there's something from your story you want to share first. Yeah. This yeah, I, I, I would. I would love to do it through the context of my story because as you alluded to in the introduction, just over two years ago, it was November 2020, I had grown my business mm. to multiple six weeks in a very short space of time, okay? And um, so I... You know, and I'd always held this vision. I mean, I'd, I've been in business for over 15 years. Business has always been about goals, success, money, really. That's what. Mm -hmm. And that's what it was. And that was always what had driven me. And, you know, I set, you know, when I started my coaching business in March of 2019, I was like, my, I want my first year to be a six-figure year. And I ticked that box. And I was like, okay, I want to make the next year a multiple six-figure. And I ticked that box too. And normally those things, you know, had felt so fulfilling. You know what I mean? Like not really, but, you know, we tell ourselves that they are because on paper we're ticking all the boxes. But I got to this point, you know, in November 2020, which is like, you know, 20 months or so into my business where I ticked all of these milestones and I'd, you know, gone after that money-led success and I was like, is not right like something's not right and it wasn't even my mind that said something's not right it was in my body my body was sending me a lot of signals uh it was it was exhausted I was high functioning burnout at that point without a doubt I'd, and I'd, I suspect I'd been in high functioning burnout for many many years as well um so I was getting that big signal as well but also there was this um you know what a lot of us call resistance there was this resistance to, I mean, at this point I had mapped out my next year, I was going to double my revenue again and then I was doubling revenue. So I'd mapped all of this out. I had the pathway. I knew exactly what I needed to do. Every box that I needed to tick, I was on that trajectory. But yet there was this resistance to go down that path that my mind was like, what is going on here? Like, why are you, why? My body was in resistance. And it's very easy, I think, for a lot of women in that at that point in time to identify that resistance and label it as something that has to be fixed. Yeah, I was going to yeah? say, because it, I already was thinking this, because we are so yeah. much in the coaching, oh, you have a block now, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, there was a part of me that, and my mind was questioning that. Okay. I mean, my mind was absolutely questioning what's going on, what's wrong, let's fix this. We have a destination to get to, we've got goals to hit, let's go. But my body was like, no, no. And I remember having the conversation with my husband. We'd been away for his birthday. We'd had a lovely weekend in Sydney together and we were driving home. And I just remember thinking, I'm, I'm just saying to him, I'm just going to pause. I'm going to pause for a little bit because I need to see what's going on here. And I, I'm going to tell you, I did not know at that time that that pause would really stretch for as long as it did. And I, I also didn't know what that pause was going to bring. I just thought, I'm going to pause. I'm going to take some time. I'm going to sleep and rest because that's what we think we need. That's what we think is going on when we're, when we're exhausted and burnt out. We think it's, it's sleep that we need. And that is absolutely a piece of the puzzle. But it was deeper than that for me. And that really led me on a journey to 
going into my body and really understanding what was going on and healing at the level of my body and then seeing that what I needed and what I desired was not money-led success but body-led success. I wanted my body to become the number one strategy in my business, which I have Gen K46 active in my chart. It's in my pearl sphere as well, so it makes a lot of sense in the placement of it. It's, you know, the archetype of the sensual. It's so much of this is about the love of the experience and the body and all of those things. So, you know, obviously being able to, I really at that point in time, I dove very deep into human design and gene keys very much during that period too. And that really helped me to see how important it was for me to really make my body a priority in every decision that I made from that point on. And the last two and a half years, because I'm, I am a line three, have been about experimentation. It has not at all been air quote perfect. It never is. That's line threes. We have to go through yeah, and make well. all of the mistakes and all of the decisions and experiment mm -hmm. with, you know, okay, is my body, if I do this strategy in my business or do it this way, is my body, how's my body feeling? And there were many times where I made decisions in my business and my body, I got to the end, I was like, oh, that was not good for my body at all. But that's exactly as a line three what I needed to be able to do so that I could acquire all the wisdom to be able to make decisions going forward. But that really, that point in time was where I understood that what I deeply desired was for my body to come not just into the conversation in my business, but to actually lead the way to actually lead the way and, and as I said, be the number one strategy in my business so that every decision that I make, you know, when I look at my vision, it's not just about here's what I want, it's what do I want this experience to be like for me, not just when I get there. And I think that we spend a lot of time when we craft our visions and we think about the future and we think about the direction that our business is heading and we spend a lot of time thinking about the result and what it's going to feel like when we get there. And I think that's really beautiful to do, but a lot of the time we then neglect thinking about what we want the journey to get there to feel like for our body as well. Mm. And that's the piece for me that has become the priority. I don't just want to be like, okay, I've hit this milestone and now I can breathe and now I can feel good and now I can celebrate. I'm at, you know, 42 life's work, so celebration is everything mm. for me. I wanted to be able to celebrate at every piece of the journey knowing that my body was a priority and that's what's led me to really coin and understand this term of body-led success and to see that this is actually I think I mean, I'm going to talk just to women because I work with women I think all humans desire this too by the way mm -hmm. but what women really do desire is that they want to be able to feel so deeply nourished and supported by their business not just financially but also physically too. And this is the piece that I think that I am noticing a very big trend uh, in business shifting for women right now. And that is really about, it's no longer about us growing our businesses. It's about our business supporting us and how we can actually bring that into the conversation and weave that into our visions and make that a number one strategy for us going forward. Yeah, I love all that you shared. Can I share a secret with you? I'd love you to, please. I was, so I started my coaching about five years ago, my coaching business, right? And 
mm-hmm. for the life of it, I could never do any of those things, like setting the goals and planning it out and yep. into it. Like, I guess my body always knew that is not the way for me. And I felt like yeah. a freaking loser, right? And I spent a lot of money <laughs> on programs. Yes. That yes. And I, I mean, literally all these years, I was never, never able to do that. And now I feel like I'm ahead of so many people, even though, because I always thought it's it's just the money. And you know me, I love money, right? No question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It. Um, but I feel now that I see, I think it's a pandemic actually in the entrepreneurial yeah. space everywhere in corporate as well, right? In the coaching industry yes. everywhere. Yeah where I I literally feel like I'm so much more successful now with with that understanding how how this is how it's really designed to be where it comes from we have to dive into the feminine first and foremost yeah we have to yeah. allow it because all these goals we set it comes from what we know it comes from absolutely what it should be and in quantum physics, that that's one of I love numbers, right? I learned at some point that what we know is one divided by two million percent. I was like, mm-hmm. we are spending all this energy and time into like one mm-hmm. millionth of a percent. Mm-hmm. Why don't we just mm-hmm. relax and let mm-hmm. life cause the other ninety nine point nine nine possibility? Yeah. That was my aha moment when I was like, literally, like, dude, what are we doing here? Right. Yeah, I know, and I, I, it's. I think so many of us are on that journey to having that realization that you had. What I want to touch on is what you said though about, you know, he's like, can I tell you the secret? Like I've kind of always known that, but I felt like there was something wrong. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting because I, I mean, two and a half years ago when I pressed pause, I actually spiraled at that point because I felt like such an outcast because I was sitting back watching everybody else chase after these goals, hit all of these milestones, you know, do all of these things. And here I was going against the status quo, thinking there's a different way. I don't know what it is, but this doesn't feel right. There's different, something's not right here. And that was really, that was one of the biggest challenges that I went through in that period was actually being able to accept being so different being able to accept that instead of seeing it as a problem like you said you went and spent so much money on coaching to try and change what was so natural to you because we see there's so much around us um, that we see ongoing that goes against what our bodies are telling us our bodies have infinite wisdom we are tapped into I believe our bodies our bodies truly are the connection to source as well yeah and we are tapped in through our bodies to infinite wisdom. And it's only through slowing down that we can access that too. Yeah. We have to slow down in the mind, okay? And once we slow down in the mind, we actually come back into the body, which is a lot denser, mm-hmm. which is what causes us to slow down. It's at that point that we start to receive those pieces of wisdom that when we receive them, even though the mind might start to question it, the body knows. The body's like, no, this is right. This is the right way. But it is, it can feel quite challenging when there's so much going on around you. And I'm going to tell you, I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's not that it, there's a, it's not a regret of mine. Um, 
because it's all part of the experience. But I do wish I had spoken more back in 2020 about this in 2021. I really wish I had spoken more because now everybody's talking about it. And I'm looking around at everyone talking about how they're, you know, changing the way they're doing business and it's no longer about hitting all of these goals and, you know, all of these things. And I'm like, yeah, I wish I'd spoken about this. I wish I, and because I'm a line three too, I wish I had spoken about this through the messy middle, Mm -hmm. uh, which is what I'm here to do. But, you know, that was part of my conditioning and part of my journey to go through was to really do the work, to really own the messiness of the middle and to be able to, to lead from that space. But yeah, I wish I'd spoken. I really do. And you know what? I always believe there's also divine timing for everything. And one thing that I also Absolutely. have is that this is just a reflection. What what you experience in it, I mean, you may think everybody's talking about it because I know this with human design happened in me in the beginning too. I was like, oh no, now everybody talks about human design because it was, you know, when we buy a new car, all of a sudden we see the car everywhere. Yes, we see it everywhere, of course. I, I think it's more yeah. that. And I, I think honestly, if, if you look at the big picture, very few people are talking about it. Well, it's- I know. I yeah. know. I, I I completely agree with you. I completely agree with you that there are very few people talking about it. And it's, you know, it's it's an interesting place that we're in because, and this is one of the, you know, I really associate with being a visionary. You know, I really, it's one of the things that I identify as being. And so one of the challenges for us as visionary women is, is that we can see what others can't. And that there is this space where we have to really put our stake in the ground and say, this is what I stand for, despite what everyone else is doing and saying and talking about. Mm -hmm. And that we have to hold strong to the vision that we see and what we feel, what our body says is right and true and just keep holding onto that. You know, I was talking to a client about this um, the other day because I do, I generally work with a lot of visionary women. And we were talking about this. I've got a lady um, I'm working with who's building an incredible movement in the parenting space, incredible movement. And, um, yeah, we talked about this. I don't know if you've ever seen that YouTube video where there's there's a video of a man and he's dancing on the hill at uh, what looks like some sort of dance festival and there's people around everywhere and he's just in his own world dancing away having the time of his life just dancing 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 and everyone's sort of looking at him like he's a little bit crazy like what are you doing and then one person eventually comes and joins him and they dance together and then mm-hmm. two more people three ten twenty fifty and then everyone's up dancing and that's exactly how you know, that's exactly how movements are built. That's exactly how we change things is it takes that courage of that one person to stand for something that not everyone agrees with, not everyone understands, not everyone can see the potential of, and then one person joins and all of a sudden that starts to build some more credibility and then off we go from there. And that's exactly, I think, what it feels like to start talking about these concepts that a lot of people maybe don't understand yet, cannot maybe not see the benefit of yet, or, uh, you know, or they, they're, you know, so kind of still focused on that old way of doing things and we just have to keep holding strong and just moving towards it, trusting that eventually these things that we know feel so right will become the norm. And that's my deep hope. When I talk about body-led success and when I talk about, you know, bringing the body into the conversation of your business and not just bringing it into the conversation but making it 
the number one strategy in your business, that every decision you make is done through the lens of does this nourish and support me? Does this nourish and support my body? Does this nourish and support me on every single level? Not just financially in business, but does it nourish and support me physically? Does this allow me to, what's my intention for my physical experience of my journey towards all these things that I desire to receive and achieve? That that becomes the question you ask every single time you're making a decision. That is the vision that I'm holding space for, that women you know, highly ambitious, high achieving women, you know, start to loosen up their focus on the end goal and start redirecting their focus to the journey and not just the little milestones on the journey, but the actual experience of this. I mean, I'm quad right too. So like I'm quad right, I'm 42, life's work, you know, I'm 46 in my pearl. I'm, I'm, you know, channel of judgment. Like I'm, my 58's my SQ. Like I've got a, it's a lot for me that is about bliss and vitality and, you know. And you, you, 58 is your SQ? Yeah, 58's my SQ. Guess mm -hmm. what mine is? Is yours 58 too, is it? Yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah, I mean, because that's at the center of the Jinkies profile, right? Mm -hmm. It is. I, yeah, actually, it is. I actually love that that's there. And I have a vision board. I'm looking at it right now and I put bliss on there. But yeah. I, there you go. It's so beautiful. Yeah. And I, I mean yeah. everything everything you say, right? The the um the, the 46, right? Is that it's actually the energy of the first seven years of life the kids that are so playful and just they're they're just doing what brings them joy right and I think mm -hmm. that's what we are meant to see in the business world as well like yesterday I was watching another YouTube video um mm -hmm. so I, I kind of I stopped following too many like coaches on Instagram mm, yes but I have Same. been drawn to like people that are really expressing themselves very yes. authentically in an artist in an artistic yes. way there are a couple yeah. of mm -hmm. dancers um, that I started to follow. And then yesterday was this guy playing the cello from, I think from Switzerland. And oh my gosh, he was like out in the countryside on the mountains playing the cello and just this facial expression. He was uh, freaking happy. He was yes, the yeah. delight. The delight yep. was mm -hmm. there, right? Yeah. And yep. that is just, that is going to be successful. And no matter how many money will show up because he is just so fulfilled. He is so happy. He's in his mm -hmm. element. He's connected to source. He's just letting it flow. Right. And, yep. letting it flow. Mm -hmm. and, yep. and we are so in this, the other thing you were saying, we are kind of in this transition phase right now. You, you yeah, said we are rich before we got on. Mm. The and I believe like we, we are kind of the, the chosen ones because if, if I look into my family I was just visiting my family in Germany recently right I I would feel like how things there are or in terms of like how we perceive life and work and relationships and everything it's so still in the old world and I understand mm -hmm. now why I left kind of my family over 15 16 years ago I moved all the way to America um mm. made no freaking sense at the time and I, I sometimes also had like why did I do this I, I don't think I would ever have gone on this spiritual path and becoming an entrepreneur mm. and now I feel like I always felt like 
I don't belong, but in the sense of like, I'm not good enough. And now mm. back that I, this, the sense that I felt of not belonging was to learn something that I had to be away from all this influence. So I can bring back this wisdom to where I'm coming from eventually. Absolutely. Just remind me, you got Jinky 19 somewhere. I'm sure you do. Have we had yeah. this conversation? Where's 19? It's my Mercury. It's not in my. It's your Mercury. Okay. okay. It's, yeah. It's my conscious. Yeah. Yeah. Have you have you got the full channel? Have you got the forty nine nineteen, or have you just got the nineteen? Just the nineteen. Yeah, it's interesting. It's only I'm the same. I don't have the full channel. I'm not. I'm a sacral um, authority, not an emotional. Yeah. Um, only reason because that forty nine, which is revolution, that is so much of that one is about, you know, being different. <laughs> like it's, yeah. but, you know, and I and I find that when we have a hanging gate. We, we honestly, sometimes I think we really feel the missing of the other yeah, side it, of that. Yeah, you really feel that. It it's, always looking, it's always looking yeah. for the 49 for the, and we actually have that. Exactly. Yeah. Can I, can I tell you my daughter, my daughter and stepdaughter are both life work 49. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, both of them. So it's interesting. Like I, it's actually interesting for me to watch because, you know, one of their biggest challenges for them as well is allowing themselves to be different and they you know and 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 to really let themselves feel like that's their place that it's okay but it's interesting I just noticed that within myself that's the reason like when you said that I noticed that's been one of my my be one of my fears is really being you know feeling different and that's exactly what I went through two and a half years ago that's exactly what really got triggered in me but you can see there was so much codependence going on there, right? I mean, there was so much codependence on money. There was so much codependence on goals. There was so much codependence on acceptance for other people. So much codependence, which we know is the shadow frequency of the 19. Um, but, yeah, that was one of my biggest wounds going through that particularly through the first 12 months of that intentional pause. Even though I knew with every fibre of my being that this was where I needed to be. I, tr I had so much trust. I mean, I'm a hope motivation. In human design so like I'm blind faith all the way right I have so much but I did also battle with the guilt which is the flip side obvious of the hope motivation um but yeah that was one of the biggest things I went through was just feel I felt like an outcast I felt like an outcast I felt like such an outcast um and that's but I know also that that was you know, God's way of really initiating me and saying, well, where I want to take you, where I want you to lead is you're going to say things yeah. that aren't popular. You're going to talk about things that a lot of people aren't going to listen to and it's going to take time and you need to be okay. You need to be comfortable within yourself to be speaking into a crowd where no one's listening. Can you do that? Can you hold the energy of that? And that's been, for me, such a big journey as, as actually been feeling like at times I'm speaking to a crowd where no one's listening, but knowing that that's okay yeah. and that that's exactly part of this vision and this mission for me is to be talking about, you know, concepts like body-led success and even talking about the nervous system. You know, the, it's I do so much work now uh, with the I mean, the core of my work now is around the nervous system. I don't do any just straight mindset work anymore. Everything is somatically based now because I just know, I mean, I know because of the structure of the nervous system that the body is re responsible for so much of what happens in our mind. 
but yet the mindset space is so popular. Everyone wants to work on their mindset. Everyone wants to improve. It's all mindset. It's all mindset. It's all mindset. Mindset has a beautiful place, but without the body leading the way, you know, we want the we want the mind to be following and the body to be leading, not the other way around. And for so many people, that's exactly what's happening. So, you know, even talking about the nervous system and the way that I do that isn't quite popular. It's there's it's happening, but it's not. You know, it's it's people still want to stay in the mind. They still want to process things in the mind. They still want to really just do so much of the mindset work, thinking that's where the power is. And if I can speak very candidly, I have utmost respect for the mindset space. It's served me and helped me immensely. But I mindset work by itself, in my opinion, having worked with hundreds of women over the last few years and having done so much of it myself is inefficient and somewhat ineffective. And it needs to be, we need to bring the body into the conversation yeah. in a huge way when it comes to dealing with the mind because we we want the body to lead and the body is already leading too it's just that a lot of people don't know how to work with it and i would love to bring in some math to kind of support your um to kind of like please uh to kind of fund the hypothesis and kind of prove yeah. it to be right because yeah. so in human design we have the the mind which is the conscious side and we have the body which is the unconscious mm. We have all known mm -hmm. right? the unconscious is what 95 to 99 percent. The conscious is yeah, true. absolutely. We have been putting like 80 percent or 99 percent into the one percent or the five percent of the conscious mind, totally mindset and mindset. And I'm a manifesting generator, right? I like shortcuts. Now that's the opposite of a shortcut. That's the mm -hmm. that's the mm -hmm. that's the U-turn five times around, right? Mm-hmm. Totally. Or the reroute, whatever that's called. <laughs> and the shortcut is to dive into the 95%, right? Absolutely. In, in, it completely is. In, into the body. So um, because the, and I also, I mean, I've learned all the energetics and emotion, how that works before even human design came my way. And it's like, we have so much suppressed emotions, right? Which are all impacting the nervous system and everything. Completely. And yeah, we can use consciously our mind, but on the back end, we keep manifesting what's in the body. So the body is yep. really manifesting and we 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 got it all wrong. And I, I really find everything that we have learned, we got it all backwards. We we focus yeah, we on have. the outside, but we need to focus on the inside, right? Yeah. That is the, mm -hmm. that is the big freaking conundrum with everything. And and I, I have to say myself too, I still catch myself where I fall a little bit into this like yeah but I have to plan it and I have to work it and I have to do the mindset work and I have to da 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 and then my body always like shows me that's not the way and yeah. I have found the more I focus on my body on the emotional work and everything on the nervous system like you say um the mindset stuff just takes care of itself in a way okay it does that? can I can I can I bring some math into this as well yeah please so I, I, want to, I want to talk about, let me talk about the nervous system itself, okay? Yeah. So the nervous system, 80% of our nervous system is made up of what's called afferent nerves. Now, afferent nerves read the environment, which is what the nervous system does, and it sends messages from the body up to the brain. Only 20% 
of those nerves, read the environment and go brain to body. And here we are doing all of this mindset work. Do you know when we talk about the shortcut? The shortcut is to work with the 80% that controls what's going on in the brain. And yeah. yet we're here working on the 20%. And I'm going to tell you this works for codependency because this is what happens. This is why people stay in the loop of mindset work. They become codependent on it because what happens is we get an initial burst. It's like yeah. someone shifts your perspective, changes your thoughts on something, you have that initial, all oh, that feels better. And in the moment, you're like, this feels really good. And then you go away into your life and you go to take the action, which is the body. The body is what acts. The body is what does. The body is what brings the, the, the energetic vision and idea into physical form. And then we go, why is why am I still feeling this way? Why is my body not doing the thing that my mind is saying to do? Oh, I need to do more mindset work. So we pick our journals back up. We do more mindset work. We do more affirmations. We do more things. I'm like, no, darling, it's time to put the journal down and it's time to get into your body. It is time to get into your body. It is time to work with the 80%, you know, that controls what is going on in your mind. It is time to work on those emotional patterns that are in the body, that are stored in the nervous system, that are stored in the fascia, the muscles, the organs, all of that. It's time to work with the body. It's time to work with the nervous system. It's time to put the journal down, get up and move your body. And I want to be very clear, like I do somatic mindset work. So if I'm going to do mindset work with a client, the body is, we're moving. We're moving the body. We're doing something with the body to either access what's going on inside there and we're getting into the feelings and the emotions we're getting into that to move all of this move them it's what emotions are it's energy in motion but for a lot of people it's not that they're trapped it's trapped energy it's not energy in motion at all it's energy immobilized mm. and it's just sitting there but once we get up my clients you know some of the work that i'm doing with my clients is incredible you know i've got clients that are coming to me that are, are exhausted that are in as I said, high-functioning burnout, overwhelm. They're in sympathetic, chronic, low-grade sympathetic stress states, and it's been normalised too. I had a client, you know, a very successful woman, um, and she came to me and she said, isn't it just normal? Isn't it? Isn't, I, I, she goes, I think every entrepreneur experiences low-grade anxiety all the time. And I said, it's not normal, but it's been normalised. Yeah, okay? Not normal, but it's been normalised. So we're doing that work. We're doing that work. We're getting her into a body. This isn't just, okay, I like um, my body, I'm feeling anxiety. All right, I'm going to process that through my head. It's like, no, we're going to go into the solar plexus where that is sitting and we're going to move that energy through your body. We're going to move it. We're going to get it mobilized, get it moving and not use that as impetus for you to create momentum in your business. We can tap into other things to do that. We're just going to move that energy through your body. And when we do that, the interesting ha thing happens is that all the thoughts that were attached to that anxiety of I'm not safe and this is scary and what's going to happen and there's all this uncertainty, we start moving the body and all of a sudden the mind follows organically, naturally. There's no thought. And this is the thing with mindset work is it becomes very forced. It's like, oh, well, I'm thinking this negative thought. What's the positive thought? But in meanwhile, the body's going, I don't, I don't buy this. This doesn't correlate with what my nervous system is going on in my nervous system this doesn't correlate with the, the combination of chemical releases that are going on in my adrenal system right now this doesn't correlate I don't buy this and so you keep trying to convince yourself over and over and over again of that belief and it 
it's time consuming. It is so, which is where the inefficiency comes in. It's so, which is, but that's also why there's this codependence, why people keep saying, I just need another mindset program. I need another mindset program. I need another mindset program. (laughs) Yeah. Well, this is what happens though, because they, as I said, they get that initial hit. I feel like I changed my thought. Like I'm feeling right now, like it's not safe for me to rest. I have to keep getting up and moving. I've got to be more productive. I've got to be more productive. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's safe for me to rest. And then they lie down and they're like, their body is going anxiety, anxiousness, irritation. It's like, this doesn't feel very relaxing. And so they're not even in rest at all. They're lying down. They're maybe physically immobilized, but they're not resting. So they go back into the mindset work and they keep doing the mindset work. And then it's like, it works and it doesn't work. It works and it doesn't work. And so they keep signing up for more mindset programs. They keep staying in this loop of more and more and more mindset programs. And I, the amount of women that I've spoken to that are like, have invested so much money into mindset programs to fix their mind, to change their thoughts, to change what's going on. And it's not to say that people aren't experiencing some improvements but it's taking a very long time for that to happen. And it's continual. It's like you've got to work on it every day. You've got to work on it every day. And, and I'm all for that. It it's also it's more like a band-aid because if we because we're not getting yes. to the root. Like I honestly, I also it was about four, four years ago, I I taught something called emotional acceptance, which is exactly what you described. Because yes. and I have a picture always I had, it was a tree. The roots are the emotions then you have the the trunk is the beliefs and then the little branches is all the thoughts now Beautiful. we're trying to fix all the thoughts the the thousands and thousands and thousands of thoughts which is a rat race right forget about it mm-hmm. um, instead of the efficient way is get to the root of it clear mm-hmm. out totally. emotions that have been stuck which which requires and we humans try to avoid this and because that's what we have been taught to suppress emotions right we don't want to feel uncomfortable that's why we have all these addictions and i think even mindset work has become a big addiction because we're so addicted to feeling this moment but it's not sustainable because these suppressed emotions they're still there so and this is also why because i talk a lot about and i'm sure you do this too about yeah it can be easy it really can be easy yes but easy doesn't mean it's not going to be uncomfortable, right? Yeah. But it's you you really have the courage to face this uncomfortable stuff in the body and release it. You open yourself up to have mm-hmm. a more easeful and flowy kind of way. And I think that's you do. to anybody. You do. You do. And that's the thing is, is that the mindset work becomes so easy when you work with the body. Like, as I said, when I do this work with my clients and we just emotional acceptance, okay, that's actually the first step. I'm building out a new modality and process right now. I'm not going to talk too much about it because I'm still in the testing phase with myself, but so far it's incredible. And the first step is absolutely about connecting and accepting. That's what it has to be. And that unto itself is incredibly powerful. And when we just do that, what I find with my clients, even just that initial step, I mean, I go further than that with my clients in the process that I use, but that initial step, all of a sudden, that belief that was attached, that emotional pattern and that nervous system wiring, all of a sudden it's like, oh, hang on a second, that's not true. It's, But it happens organically as opposed to being this very forced process, which is what a lot of very traditional mindset work teaches you to do, which is here's the thought, doesn't serve me, what's the new thought, let's think that. But there's this gap in between. 
where it's like this it's not believed at all and what we what we need to do is be able to have the new thought that we actually believe and that the belief is the buy-in from the body (laughs) when the body buys the belief or the thought that's when it becomes the belief and that's when it gets wired into our nervous system and then we have our nervous system reading our environment through a very different lens we've got to stop picking the leaves off the tree and then wondering why the same leaf keeps growing back that's what's happening it's like i pick the leaf off of this belief it's not safe for me to be visible okay it's not safe for me to rest i've got to keep pushing harder we pick that leaf off and go nope we try and stick on this new one and it keeps falling off because the old leaf just the new the old one just keeps sprouting back out again but when we get down into the root which lives in the nervous system which lives in the body which is all the emotional processing that we do all of a sudden the roots send up a new message and there's a new leaf that grows without you having to do anything it automatic the beautiful thing is you don't even have to pick off the old leaf in the first place you don't have to pick it off it falls off by itself and a new leaf grows if we want to use that analogy which i think is such a i love visuals like that but that's what happens but it does take i mean i am completely open in my solar plexus completely open in my solar plexus yeah not nothing to find okay so this is like but to me that's one of the reasons and i i'm going to tell you also personally just some vulnerability i felt like that made me inequipped to talk about nervous system and talk about emotions but i actually believe it's made me best equipped now because it's a skill that i've had to learn i've had to learn the skill which is why i've been able to put that skill and i'm putting that skill into a method to be able to teach other people now because even though we do have you know i mean the stats last stats i looked at i mean i don't know but it's about 55 60 percent of people i think are emotionally open are they emotionally undefined yeah i think it's, it's a smaller up. percentage anyway yeah it's half yeah. up i think it's changing i think we're, we're seeing a lot more mm. emotionally defined um kids coming through now but so many people that are emotionally defined have unfortunately have had to learn to suppress their emotions so they're having to learn a skill of emotional acceptance, emotional, healthy emotional processing, healthy emotional, like how to move through their waves in a very healthy way mm-hmm. instead of stunting them. But, um, yeah, I, I, I believe this is the way forward for women in business without a doubt. Um, and I feel now very, very blessed to have gone through what I went through over the last two and a half years and the I mean I you know as a third line I was never going to be able to just read this in a textbook you know studying studying the nerve you know studying the nervous system was the last thing I did was the last step for me (laughs) everything else for me was actually getting into my body I mean I think I'm, I'm obviously having the 46 for me as part of you know as part of my chart being in my getting into my body has always come naturally to me it's not always come naturally to me but through this process I mean I remember sharing something on social media about moving through not being able to sleep in the night because I was feeling anxious and getting up and moving and someone posted and said how do you like I've been studying this for years how have you just woken up in the night and done this and that's the 46 the 46 for me the sensual just knows to get into the body just knows to move the body just knows to bring the body into this conversation and there's so much that happens you know one of my my biggest realizations is that god speaks to me through my body so god speaks to me through movement and god speaks to a lot of people so many times you know how many times you hear people say my intuition when i go out and i'm out in nature and i'm walking and 
oh my gosh, all these intuitive drops come in. And I'm like, absolutely, because it's out, you're out of your head and you're in your body. You're moving your body. That's when God speaks to us. That's yeah. when we have that clarity and wisdom that comes through and it's beautiful. Yeah, and this just brings me now all back to human design, right? Because without this this body work, uh, the nervous system work, or we call it deconditioning, right? Human design is quite a fancy tool and we can talk all about these energies and gates, but if it keeps yep. us stuck in our head, it's not really doing yep. anything. And for us as generator types, right? This all means leading with your body-led success really means that you follow your sacral, right? Which is, it happens badly. It's never in the head. And um, I have also seen just like you, right? But all the beautiful humans that I have worked, it's the people that do this work consistently, the deconditioning, the feeling the emotion, mm. releasing it. Yep. They face the uncomfortable, they show up over and over again. That's when the magic unfolds, you know? It is. It's Yeah, it is. It is. And I, I think, because you and I, like, the conversation around money is so beautiful, but this is the thing is I truly believe, I think it's healthy for us to, be in business to be receiving mm. to be receiving for our energetic input I, I truly believe we're here to be of service in order to be of service we need to receive compensation yeah. we need to receive and that is a beautiful thing and i am not like i i mean i'm i've got the channel of the beat there's like i'm here to talk about money as well about management of resources and and being able to just do what we love and to be able to be so deeply nourished and taken care of for that so money is a beautiful goal to have. It's a beautiful desire to have. So I'm not here to shame that. What I'm here to say is that that's this is actually the pathway to not just receiving more, but to be absolutely able to fully enjoy that experience because otherwise we milestone hop, mm. right? We go from milestone to milestone and so many women come to me and go and they say, I've just this has just happened in my business. This has just happened. I'm like, beautiful. How are we going to celebrate? Oh, I haven't thought about celebrating. Like I've now I've got to do this. Now I've got to do this. Now I've got to do this. Mm -hmm. And this is the problem when we stay up in our minds is this is what keeps happening. But when we get into our body and we still stay on that path to creating, you know, business is a creative process. That's what it is, you know, to creating these things and to receiving for it. Not only do we get to have the experience of achieving that milestone but we get to relish in it we get to actually truly savor not just the small percentage of that moment when we hit that but actually the climb that's why i talk i talk about this mountain analogy you know we climb a mountain we spend one percent at the peak <laughs> this is beautiful oh this is so lovely what about the climb what about the climb that takes us the whole day to get there you know we're just going to be head down oh, this is so Oh, I'm just going to push through and I'm just going to get to the destination and then I can enjoy myself. Then it can be beautiful. Then I can celebrate. But then we get to the top of the mountain. We go, there's another mountain over there. All right, off we go. I'm going to go climb that mountain. And I'm like, no, your body wants to be looking around like the cello player who's so lost. He's not waiting to be like, oh, when this is done, I can then celebrate. He's just so lost in the yeah, moment of creating this beautiful experience for himself. And so the icing on the cake is the end result. We don't want the milestone to be the cake. We want it to be the cherry on top. That's what we want it to be. So that when you get there, it's just so, it just, it's an expansion of what you're feeling. 
But that is what happens in the body. It's not what happens in the mind. Yes, yes. I totally go. I just Eckhart Tolle came to me. He was right now, the power of now. It is, yeah. yeah. Well, so much of that is. And the body, this is the beautiful thing with the body, is the body has no, it can't be anywhere but now. Until teleporting is invented, the mm. body can only ever be in the now. Physical teleporting, not mental. The mind, however, has the ability to go off everywhere, right? The mind can go to the past, it can go to the future. The mind, the hardest place for the mind to be is, is in the now. The body, however, when we're in yeah. truly in deep connection with our body, that's when we find true presence, mm. true presence that just lives. And, and, I, and I find that is exactly what happens when I bring my clients back into their body, even if it's just for two minutes, they experience what it's like to be free of the mental pressure, which is you and I both know is exactly what that head center is. It's a pressure center. And, and you know what I also realized, it came out for the second time when you were talking, but the whole thing with chasing money goals and stuff like that. So we have been using the mind for the wrong purpose, right? We have been using it to force something. Yes. Certain outcomes. And we can. As we have seen, yes. we can make that happen. Like you had the six. Absolutely. And, the, and, the, and then, but then we, we learn when we try to force, we're trying to control it, life, right? And then, but we keep learning over, well, that doesn't make me happy. That wasn't it. It wasn't the Gucci bag. It wasn't that. And while it's not like this is bad at all, right? But we create this codependency that our happiness depends on those kind of things. And mm -hmm. When we can just let, let life show us what's even financially, how do I know what's meant for me? No, right. And, and we, we're all going to be taken care of that, that I really deeply trust in. And for some, it's more, for some, it's less, but whatever it is, it will be perfect for you and we, you will be freaking happy and fulfilled. Right. So, mm -hmm. and I have also found the people that I consider like truly successful like really grounded in their purpose and happy and fulfilled. Like, okay, let's talk about how much money they make. Like, who cares? Right? Like, like, what do we have to talk about uh, how much? I mean, I don't want to make it a bad thing either. It's a, it shouldn't be like a no-no to talk about how much money you make, but we have fallen so much in this industry into this extreme. And, mm -hmm. and now we actually need to coach all the kind of, drama we have created or the conditioning actually the coaching has created in some way to be honest mm -hmm. yeah, and now for people to come back home to like you described it so beautifully to their body yeah yeah i deeply desire for money to be the least important thing about my business mm -hmm. i mean yeah. it's not yeah. you know like when we talk like I, i'm we are going if we're not already it, we went through a very big stage over the last couple of years where everyone was talking about their money wins. Everyone was saying, I've just hit my highest. And that, I don't know if you've noticed, but I certainly have. It's That's definitely shifting. There's not as much talk about this because money is becoming the least interesting part about people's success story now. It really is. And I think that's a beautiful thing. And, you know, I know you and I have had a similar conversation with the energy of money because I absolutely, a, a couple of years ago, in deep contemplation and meditation with money, heard the message, take me off the pedestal. Take me off 
the pedestal. Like I'm not here to be worshipped and revered. I'm here. I'm a resource. Like I'm a, I'm a resource. Use me as a resource. Use me as a tool. Like that's what I'm here for. And sure, celebrate me and be grateful for me, but stop worshipping me. Stop worshipping me. And yeah. that's that's exactly what we're starting to see. And it's this is not about saying that money isn't beautiful, but it's about putting money in its rightful place in our business mm-hmm. and seeing it simply for what it is, and that is that it is just a resource. It's a resource and a tool that we get to use and it really is the least interesting part about our success story. It really is. because, And I know that to be true because I experienced that. I'm like, cool, got the money, let's pop the champagne. And this, where's the fulfilment? <laughs> like looking around me like, where's this? Where's this? Like I'm supposed to be feeling something inside of me right now. I'm supposed to be feeling this like deep bliss and satisfaction. But, I mean, that's the 50, it's like the seeking outside of ourselves. That's what we do. We seek it outside, whether it's money or whether it's what money gives us, the house, the car, the bag, those things, it's the codependency. And it's not to say that those things aren't beautiful and we can't appreciate them, but we don't want to be dependent on them to make us feel something. The Gucci bag makes me feel like I'm whole, makes me feel like I'm a good person, makes me feel successful. No, darling, the Gucci bag cannot have that power over you. The Gucci bag can be a beautiful piece that you appreciate the creativity of it and you're like this is really lovely to have and I'm so grateful for it and I'm so grateful for the resource that allowed me to have this but I'm not dependent on it to make me feel joy and bliss and deep satisfaction in my life because that that can only exist within ourselves that can only ever exist within ourselves and that's really real successes when when you have nothing and you can just be happy right like seriously like the external stuff because the the safety is within us right and and of course we have basic needs and stuff like that but I think I always find like money is teaching us so much so when we can actually hold that discomfort when money is low it's teaching us so much and then the trust that it back and it, it has and also this thing about money the consistent so much month I mean, what is consistent in nature? We have ups and downs and ebbs and flows. I think it's also what money is supposed to be like that, you know? Yeah, I think I think it's the attachment to that. I, I think yeah. that's what I see more so. I like I I I I enjoy my business having consistent revenue. I do, but I'm not attached to it it's not like okay and I think that's the piece that's important I think it's more the the, again that attachment and that codependency that we have that we can only ever feel safe and grounded and able to be if 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 this is what's happening Mm -hmm. and I think it's more that money gets to be a contributor to a healthy nervous system but that it's not the foundation of a healthy nervous system yeah Yeah, because okay it's it's a contributor well, it's co- it becomes complete codependence. Like, our, I mean, I see our nerves like you do as a root system and I do a lot of work to help people ground, you know, using that analogy. And it's like if you see your nervous system that way, it's like if it extends out, then it's latching onto me because we co-regulate, right? We co- that's how, As children, that's how we learn how to actually self-regulate is we, we learn through co-regulation. Um, but a lot of the time we haven't learnt healthy co-regulation and we haven't learnt, we haven't been taught how to then, 
detach in a healthy way to learn how to self-regulate. So we continue to go on this space of co-regulating, which is what codependency is. Mm. Co-regulating to things outside of ourselves. We co-regulate to the car. We co-regulate to the money. We co-regulate to the milestone. We co-regulate to our clients signing up. We co-regulate to selling. We co-regulate to likes on social media. We're constantly doing all of those things. Now, we can't switch off co-regulation. It's a natural mechanism that happens in our body. It's, for, it's part of connection. So we, we don't want to switch it off. But we want to learn how to come into interdependence rather than complete and utter codependence. Or yeah. the flip side of that is hyper-independence as well, okay, which is yeah, what happens yeah, a lot of people through. Yeah, absolutely. So we've just got to learn how to, it's all relationship, right? I mean, at the end of the day, that's what it is. And that's exactly what I teach when it comes to money is we're in relationship with money and we're not just in relationship with money. I mean, money, cash is physical, it's physical, it's dollar cents, it's numbers, it's coins and it's notes, right? So that's what cash is. Money is an energy, you know, wealth really is truly like a deep identity, but, um, you know, we've got to come into healthy relationship with not just money, but what money represents. And I think that's the most important thing because money is a resource and it's a symbol. That's all it is, which is why, you know, if you ever come into my world and do any work with me on money, you'll realize it's got very little to do with money, very little to do with money, very, very little. In fact, money is usually the last, like the physical representation the cash is, is usually the last piece that I work on with people it's the last piece I work on I'm always looking at money is the resource it's a symbol what does it actually represent and then you know support protection providership responsibility um, um you know it, it, there's a whole love it's a huge symbol of love a huge symbol of love so when we work on you know you talk about getting to the root I don't just get to the root by going to the body I combine the root of how we heal with the root of what money is. And I know that when we do that, that, as you, that beautiful analogy, it just spreads out in so many different directions as well. Not to say that working on money isn't beneficial, but it, we, you can't just work on I don't believe, having done this work myself for many, many years, money is the surface. Um, and it's, it's such a small piece of the money journey. And that everything else that it represents is what we actually need to be focusing on. That's a complete tangent from what we're talking about, but nonetheless, <laughs> it's important. We were meant to go there. So, mm. and as we know, right, we could go on for hours and hours. So, it I would could. love to know how can people get in touch with you? What's the best way to reach you? Yeah, so two places are best Instagram. I spend quite a bit of my time over on Instagram, so you can find me. Uh, at I am Gemma Benage. And that's where you can find me there. And I've also got a podcast as well, which is called the Success Revolution Podcast, which is where I have, you know, really deep conversations, uh, not just about success and money and all of these things, but, you know, really the journey, what it takes to really create this revolutionary concept of success, which is body-led success and deeply fulfilling success. Um, so you can find the Success Revolution podcast, you know, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all those major platforms, you can find it there. I've got just about to release episode 199. So there's plenty of content to go into that's been spanning four and a half years and there's been many, as a flying three, many iterations of my message. So there's lots and lots of wisdom packed into that podcast, but those are the two places where we can connect. 
I love it. And I'm going to make sure I put everything in the show notes. And before we finish up, I want to ask you one final nugget of wisdom that you want to leave the listeners with. One final nugget of wisdom. I think in its simplest form, just the running theme of what we've been talking about today, and it's more of an invitation than a nugget of wisdom. And the invitation that I'm putting out to people is to start to bring your body into the conversation of your business. And all of the ideas and the visions and the things that you're working towards, I want you to ask yourself, how do I want my body to be nourished and supported on this journey? And what would that look like? And when you do that, what I know to be true is that not only will the destination be sweeter, but the journey will be a beautiful one for you. So bring your body into the conversation. Bring your body into the strategy of your business and your life. And as I say on my Instagram a lot, follow your fulfillment. You get to follow your fulfillment towards creating whatever it is that you're here to create on this planet. I love that powerful question for sure. I'll ponder that myself. And I want to mm -hmm. thank you from the bottom of my heart for being here with us again. It was such a beautiful conversation, Gemma. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me on again and allowing me the space to talk about my journey and my experience and all the things that I feel so deeply passionate about. I'm very grateful for that anytime and i'm in for another one if you feel like in the future and always <laughs> and you listeners thank you for being here i hope you enjoyed this episode i know there were lots of nuggets that we dropped here lots of wisdom and i'm excited to be with you all on the next episode thank you for listening to this episode and if you enjoyed what you heard today, then please subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes. And if you also know someone that you know in your heart could benefit from listening to this podcast, then I invite you to please share and help me reach more conscious leaders so we together can create global impact. I truly appreciate you and see you next time.